Pablo Picasso by Marius de Zayas from the April-July issue of Camera Work, 1911. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Pablo Picasso. Let me say at the beginning that I do not believe in art criticism and the more especially when it is concerned with painting i grant that everyone has the right to express their opinion in art matters to applaud or disapprove according to their own personal way of seeing and feeling but i hold that they should do so without assuming any authority and without pretending to possess the absolute truth or even a relative one and also that they should not base their judgments on established rules upon the pretense that they are consecrated by use and by the criterion of high authority between a civil or a penal judge and a critic there is a great difference the judge judges according to the law but does not make the law he has to submit himself to the letter and the spirit of the law though it might conflict with his personal opinions because that law is an absolute rule of conduct dictated by society to which all have to submit but art is free it has never had it has not and will never have a legislature in spite of the academies and every artist has the right to interpret nature as he pleases or as he can leaving to the public the liberty to applaud or condemn theoretically every critic is a priest of a dogma of a system and condemns implacably what he finds to be out of his faith a faith not reasoned but imposed he never stops to consider the personality of the artist whose work he is judging to investigate what his tendencies are what his purpose is or what efforts he made to attain his object and to what point he has realized his program i have devoted my life to the study of art principally painting and sculpture i believe i have seen all that is worth seeing and i have never dared pass sentence on a work declaring it good even if signed by the most renowned artist nor declare it bad though it bears the name of a person totally unknown at the most i dare say that it pleases or displeases me and to express the personal motives of my impressions scholastic criticism has never profited anyone on the contrary it has always restrained the spirit of a creator it has always discouraged humiliated and killed those who have had the weakness to take it into consideration each epoch has had its artists and must have its art as each also has its men of science and its science and anyone who intends to oppose a dyke to the flood tide of human genius is perverse or a fool this love for the dogma the tendency of the academy to enchain to suffocate and to vilify has greatly damaged the countries in which it has prevailed 
this has been the cause of delay in the progress of art in spain and on account of this system we see the spanish artists those of personal inspiration and haughty spirit perish there or emigrate to paris looking for a better atmosphere for though it is true that there is in paris also an academic sect that suffocates one which proclaims that outside of itself there is no salvation nevertheless art has succeeded in conquering an independence which permits all sorts of attempts at new expression art has not died in spain or not at least among spaniards what is beginning to die is the old tradition or rather the intransigent traditionalism and the best proof of it is the notable number of spanish painters living in paris who prosper there gaining enviable fame and who at the end will figure among the french glories instead of adding illustrious names to the already extensive spanish catalogue i intend to make these artists known to the american world describing the work of each one of them not as i see feel and understand it but as each one of them has conceived it i want to tell at present of pablo picasso from malaga who finds himself in the first rank among the innovators a man who knows what he wants and wants what he knows who has broken with all school prejudices has opened for himself a wide path and has already acquired that notoriety which is the first step towards glory i do not know if he is known in spain and if he is whether they appreciate his efforts and study his works what i know is that he is a parisian personality which constitutes a glorious achievement i have studied picasso both the artist and his work which was not difficult for he is a sincere and spontaneous man who makes no mystery of his ideals nor the method he employs to realize them picasso tries to produce with his work an impression not with the subject but the manner in which he expresses it he receives a direct impression from external nature he analyzes develops and translates it and afterwards executes it in his own particular style with the intention that the picture should be the pictorial equivalent of the emotion produced by nature in presenting his work he wants the spectator to look for the emotion or idea generated from the spectacle and not the spectacle itself from this to the psychology of form there is but one step and the artist has given it resolutely and deliberately instead of the physical manifestation he seeks in form the psychic one and on account of his peculiar temperament his physical manifestations inspire him with geometrical sensations when he paints he does not limit himself to taking from an object only those planes which the eye perceives but deals with all those which according to him constitute the individuality of form and with his peculiar fantasy he develops and transforms them 
and this suggests to him new impressions which he manifests with new forms because from the idea of the representation of a being a new being is born perhaps different from the first one and this becomes the represented being each one of his paintings is the coefficient of the impressions that form has performed in his spirit and in these paintings the public must see the realization of an artistic ideal and must judge them by the abstract sensation they produce without trying to look for the factors that entered into the composition of the final result as it is not his purpose to perpetuate on the canvas an aspect of external nature by which to produce an artistic impression but to represent with the brush the impression he has directly received from nature synthesized by his fantasy he does not put on the canvas the remembrance of a past sensation but describes a present sensation picasso has a different conception of perspective from that in use by the traditionalists according to his way of thinking and painting form must be represented in its intrinsic value and not in relation to other objects he does not think it right to paint a child in size far larger than that of a man just because the child is in the foreground and one wants to indicate that the man is some distance away from it the painting of distance to which the academic school subordinates everything seems to him an element which might be of great importance in a topographical plan or in a geographical map but false and useless in a work of art in his paintings perspective does not exist in them there is nothing but harmonies suggested by form and registers which succeed themselves to compose a general harmony which fills the rectangle that constitutes the picture following the same philosophical system in dealing with light as the one he follows in regard to form to him color does not exist but only the effects of light this produces in matter certain vibrations which produce in the individual certain impressions from this it results that picasso's painting presents to us the evolution by which light and form have operated in developing themselves in his brain to produce the idea and his composition is nothing but the synthetic expression of his emotions those who have studied egyptian art without greco-roman prejudices know that the sons of the nile and the desert sought in their works the realization of an ideal conceived by meditation before the mysterious river and by ecstasy before the imposing solitude and that is why they transformed matter into form and gave to substance the reflection of that which exists only in essence something of this sort happens in picasso's work which is the artistic representation of a psychology of form in which he tries to represent in essence what seems to exist only in substance and likewise just as when we contemplate part of a gothic cathedral we feel an abstract sensation 
produced by an ensemble of geometrical figures whose significance we do not perceive and whose real form we do not understand immediately so the paintings of picasso have the tendency to produce a similar effect they compel the spectator to forget the beings and objects which are the base of the picture and whose representation is the highest state to which his fantasy has been able to carry them through a geometrical evolution according to his judgment all the races as represented in their artistic exponents have tried to represent form through a fantastic aspect modifying it to adapt it to the idea they wanted to express and at the bottom all of them have pursued the same artistic ideal with a tendency similar to his own technique marius de Zayas. End of Pablo Picasso by Marius de Zayas from the April-July issue of Camera Work, 1911. Read for LibriVox by Sue Anderson.